Thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can follow me over at Twitter at RyanClary11. You can also follow the show page at LO underscore Nationals. And on today's show, I'm going to be getting into a little bit of roster movement on the 40-man roster as the Rule 5 draft deadline was yesterday's was at yesterday at 6 o'clock. And the Nationals had to make some moves on the 40-man roster to save some of these younger prospects who haven't gotten the opportunity with the big league ball club. So the Nationals had to let go one similarly prominent Nationals figure that you've been seeing over the last few years. But more importantly, we got to save some of the young guys. I'm going to get into all of that and more right after this. You are Locked On Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And again, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever, and I mean wherever, you get your podcasts. Please follow the YouTube page as well. Subscribe there, Locked On Nationals over on YouTube. But today, yesterday's deadline, 6 p.m., the Nationals made some roster moves, and they had to move on from outfielder Yadiel Hernandez right before the deadline. And the reason why that was is they needed to make some room on the 40-man roster for Rule 5 eligible players. Guys who are like Jackson Rutledge, uh, Jake Alou off the top of my head. Other guys like that who are familiar faces within the Nationals prospects that you may know, you may have heard. So you need to protect those guys. And Yadiel Hernandez, you know, I've talked about this before. When you're really over 30 years old, at this point in your career, like Yadiel Hernandez is, there's just not much playing room with him, you know? The future's not there for this team. The interest isn't there for the Nationals. Yes, he is an above-average big league hitter, and I think it's all said and done. But then also, he doesn't really have a place on this team moving forward. We're rebuilding. As I said in yesterday's show, this is a rebuild. And so you need to move on from guys like this in order to preserve guys like Jackson Rutledge, uh, Jake Alou, Matt Cronin, Jeremy De La Rosa, Jose Ferrer, all those guys who are retained and put on the 40-man roster. And the Nationals did just that, and they had to move on from Yadiel Hernandez. So I'm going to talk about Yadiel Hernandez first, and then I'm going to get into the other guys that we prevented from the Rule 5 draft. Because there are some interesting names on that, and guys who even could scratch the big league lineup as soon as opening day in 23. Seriously, those are guys who are in there who could make a difference and truly could crack the opening day lineup. Either coming out of the bullpen, maybe starting in the rotation, who knows? But there were moves and they made those moves. But first, I'm going to talk about Yadiel Hernandez. And listen, I like Yadiel Hernandez. I love his walk-up song, Yadi, 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 Yadi. If you're a Nationals fan and you've been to plenty of Nationals games over the last two and a half years, 
You've heard a lot of yada, 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 yada. We love that song. I love it. It gets the, the fans kind of hype for them. It's a fun song. We love it. We love Yachty. But it was just, you know, he's 35. Guys, I, I don't know how many times I have to say this to where, like, I feel like I'm just repeating myself over and over again, but it's tr- it's just the situation that we're in. When you're over the hill, when you're over that 30 to 32, 33-year-old range, and you're coming off the bench, and you truly don't have the upside that you'd want for a team moving forward, you're going to be the odd man out, and you're going to be the odd man out most of the time. Now, Yadiel Hernandez was someone who made his major league debut with us. I couldn't tell you about his past self. I couldn't tell you about much with his. I know he was born in Cuba. He played in the Cuban League as well. A good story. He was brought up in 2020 during that pandemic season. He was fine, not great. But then obviously cracked the opening day roster in 21, and he played well. Again, this is someone who does hit. Like, honestly, I'm truly surprised that I think Yadiel will probably find his way into the Nationals big league club by 23. I don't know how that will happen, but I truly do believe that. I do. I think Yadiel Hernandez will find his way back in the lineup. The clubhouse, they love him. Rizzo loves him. Davey loves him. They love him. We love him. I love him. I love the guy. He's a cool guy. He's a good story. But at the end of the day, business is business. You got to cut ties with them. And truly, this season wasn't a bad season for Yadiel. He batted 270 and had a 722 OPS. He had nine home runs, 41 RBIs. And again, this is only in 327 plate appearances, 94 games. So he did his job. This wasn't a matter of Yadiel being an issue. This was more so of us clearing roster space for the guys in the Rule 5 draft. And when you're looking at that, you have to clear off the 40-man roster. And the move that they made, Yadiel Hernandez, you're gone. He was kind of the bigger name guy from that deal to where, yeah, we had to make room for it. And also there were some other moves in that as well. Jackson Tetro, Evan Lee, all both those guys, they cleared waivers and they're also in AAA Rochester. And I mentioned this today on or yesterday on Twitter. Jackson Tetro, I kind of like. He he's kind of had some intrigue with them. He had a shoulder injury after his first few starts, but I liked what he could bring. I kind of I saw him pitch in person and I sat real close to the mound there. And his debut against the Braves he was kind of impressive you know he was tough he took a ball he took a line drive off the lower leg and he just ate it up he was someone we actually had on the Grant and Danny show if you don't know I produced that show so I got to talk to him for a little bit he's a really nice guy really nice guy someone who I root for someone who I enjoy the story of because you didn't really hear about him you don't really know the name Jackson Tetro unless you're following the MLB prospects day in and day out. And so it was cool to see him kind of just do what he was doing and float in the National League. But he got that shoulder injury, and he was shut down for the rest of the season, and that was that. 
Evan Lee and someone else we saw, he was fine. He, he made it. He's now in AAA Rochester, a young guy that we could potentially rely on moving forward. But hey, it's it is what it is. Tommy Romero, another guy who is DFA'd from this. You may know him. You've heard of him. He pitched. He was fine out of the bullpen. But again, this is kind of the part of a rebuilding team to where you're going to be letting guys go that you just may not know, you may not have heard of. I mean, that's just where we are right now. We have to make room for the younger guys, and we have to really ensure that we have these younger guys on our 40-man roster so we don't lose them. Because guys like Jeremy De La Rosa, Jackson Rutledge, those are two guys who are pretty big-name or prospects for the Nationals. If you lost even one of those two, especially De La Rosa, in my opinion, that would be massive. That would be huge because this is a team that's building for the future. We're not building to win in 23. So losing someone like De La Rosa, who really flashed a ton of potential down in Fredericksburg this year and then got the promotion to high A Wilmington, that would be huge to lose someone like that. I saw De La Rosa in person. I got to go see him down in Fredericksburg earlier this year. Duke can play, and he can play center field too. It's not just the bat that he has. He can play center field. He can play in the corner and outfield positions. Truly. If we lost him, it would be a big deal. I'm going to get more into that later in this show. But before I get into the rest of today's show, I'm going to tell you about my friends over at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your, your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Nationals listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. When I'm at Simply Safe, when I use Simply Safe, here's what I do. I work in DC. I'm not home a lot. And guess what? I have two dogs at home. And I want to make sure that they're safe at all times, any time of the day. So here's what I do. A few weeks ago, there was a car break in in Virginia and right down the street from where I live. My friends over at Simply Safe, they alerted me immediately and they let me know that everything was all right. And guess what? Everything was all right, as you would expect. It's that easy. They do the work for you. So you should go with my friends over at Simply Safe. And guess what? In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Now back into the show with, as yesterday, there was some news, some baseball news finally. I can actually talk about real things that have actually happened rather than speculating on free agents that may or may not sign. Before I get into that, I do want to touch on Anthony Rizzo signing back to the Yankees and what that can mean with Aaron Judge. What is that? I mean, two years, $38 million, $19 million annually. 
is that going to affect them signing Judge? Hal Steinbrenner touched on that a little bit. And he said that this won't affect the Judge signing. And this won't affect them bringing back Aaron Judge. But it's a lot of money to give out Anthony Rizzo. I know he meant a lot to that team. And he was kind of a clubhouse leader alongside with Aaron Judge and the rest of their guys there. But, wow. That was a, that was a lot of money that they're handing out. So, hopefully they get back Aaron Judge. Truly, I don't really care as long as he's not in the NL East. If he's back with the Yankees, cool. I don't really hate the Yankees that much. I'll be honest with you. But I thought I did think it was a little weird. They gave him that much money, two-year deal, and really fast. So we'll keep our eyes out on that as free agency continues to progress. But back to the Rule 5 draft. As Also, let me just kind of explain this real quick. I found this article of The Athletic, and let me credit the correct part. Melissa Lockhart from The Athletic, she wrote about, and really, the Rule 5 draft, let's be honest, not a lot of people know about it including myself, there's a lot of questions that I posed to be like, well, how how are you eligible for the Rule 5 draft? Question, for example. She wrote a piece on this, and it kind of just touches on everything that you would need to know. So if you're an athletics subscriber, I recommend it. This is from word per word, bar for bar, of what she wrote about this. Rule 5 draft has existed in a variety of forms since the 1890s, but in all of its iterations, the intentions behind the draft has been to ensure the organizations don't hoard MLB-ready talent in the minor leagues as non-rosters players. So what that is, players who have been in the minor leagues for a while who haven't really gotten the opportunity in the majors, they're eligible for this. And with that, she also went word for word, bar for bar again on how players are eligible for this. And one, they're not on the team's 40-man roster. So that's also why you had to make moves for leasing guys like Tommy Romero, Evan Lee, Jackson Tetro, Yadiel Hernandez, and guys like that to make room for the 40-man roster to place guys like Jackson Rutledge, Jeremy De La Rosa, Jake Alou, Jose Ferrer, guys like that on the 40-man roster, so you're not losing them. And they also have to experience their fourth Rule 5 draft if they were either 19 or older the year they signed their first professional contract or experiencing their fifth Rule 5 draft if they were 18 or younger the year they signed their first professional contract. So there's a tight window between these guys in the Rule 5 draft. That was just a little background on it in case you don't really know what the Rule 5 draft is because it doesn't really make national headlines on guys like that. And truly, if guys aren't protected in the Rule 5 draft, the odds of them making a legit difference in the major leagues once they get up there, kind of, I'm not going to say there's no chance of it. They're on the slimmer side. So truly, it's not that important. But it is important if you have guys who have been in the minor leagues for a while now and who are eligible for this, like Jeremy De La Rosa, Jackson Rutledge, Jose Frere, guys who have been breaking out. And again, guys who were a former first-round pick, Jackson Rutledge, who I talked about plenty of times on this show now. He's still in low A, Fredericksburg. He's been injured a lot, dealt with the COVID pandemic. So there's been a lot going on in his life as he was a first-round pick in 2019. But now back to 
those guys because that's what I want to get into is that is really the meat of this. So the Nationals did protect Jake Alou, Matt Cronin, Jeremy De La Rosa, Jackson Rutledge, and Jose Ferrer. Jake Alou, someone who you may not know too much about him, but he has played a difference in the Nationals organization. He's kind of come out of nowhere. And he he runs along the lines of my whole bargain shopping prediction. This is someone who was drafted in the 24th round out of Boston College in 2019. And all that this guy has done is hit. Not only hit, he's hitting for power. He's experienced some pop this year. In 2022, this past season in Rochester, in only 59 games, he batted 320 with a 372 OBP, a 553 slugging percentage, and a 925 OPS. And that was after he was tearing it up in, in Harrisburg in double A. And this is someone who will be getting a good opportunity to start in the major leagues on opening day. So protecting someone like him was a no-brainer. One, he's cheap. Two, he's been productive. And three, he plays third base to where there's a lot of question marks about third base. Also amongst the news yesterday, the Nationals did sign Ildemaro Vargas to a minor league deal. So he was someone who came in and played third base for the Nationals at the end of the year. He was fine. He was really good defensively. And he kind of outperformed himself at the plate and did find a little stride there at the end of the season to where he was hitting all right. But then again, Jake Lou, for me, he gets the nod every time. He's someone I haven't really talked about a lot because if you look at all the prospect lists, you're not going to see Jake Lou there all too much. That's not a bad thing. Guys like this come out of nowhere a lot. Not a lot. It's not that frequent. But then again, it's not as rare as you would think. Someone like Jake Alou, who has the potential to be a power-hitting third baseman, who has been productive throughout college, throughout his minor league stint here. And again, only 25 years old. He has a lot of intrigue to him. And then... I think it was a no-brainer to protect someone like him. No-brainer at all. Matt Cronin, someone who will be, in my very honest opinion, he's going to be in the major leagues to start this year in 23. I was stunned not to see him last year at the end of 22. Because, again, someone who's been so incredibly productive for them, it was kind of shocking not to see him up in the majors. This is a lefty arm out of the bullpen who all he's done so far in the minor leagues is shove. In all levels, in the minor leagues at least this season, or not this past season, well, let me give you a little background for us. He was a fourth-round pick in the in the 2019 draft out of the University of Arkansas. So, again, someone in the middle rounds, you're not really going to hear too much about him, but he's got a lot of, a, a lot of potential. In three seasons in the minor leagues, he's got a 2-2-5 ERA. Again, 1106 whip. This is someone who has been productive, and especially last year in AAA and in seriously in AA in Harrisburg, he took a big step up. In 14 appearances in Harrisburg, he allowed zero earned runs. Zero in 14 appearances, 16 innings. And then he got the promotion up to AAA Rochester 
And, you know, he leveled out. He had 34 games with them, had a 3-5-3 ERA, 35 innings pitch. And that's fine. You'll take that. I, anyone would, truly. And I, I just don't, I don't, I'm getting stuck on this and I shouldn't, but I, I still just don't understand how he wasn't in the major leagues already. Because one, we kind of needed a lefty specialist coming out of the bullpen. You would have been really good at that, in my honest opinion. He gets a lot of strikeouts. Someone who has got a lot of experience out of the bullpen. He's not a starter. He's specifically a bullpen piece for the Nationals. He could do a couple innings. He could come in and get one batter out. Obviously, that's not the deal anymore in the MLB. But it's a little confusing, to say the least, that he wasn't amongst the major league call-ups. Before I get into some of the others and touch on them and touch on some other news, I want to tell you about my friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for betting, betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can't find you can find those at Bet Online as well. What I do. I'm a big football fan, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to check out all their analytics and all the different stats that they will have for Thursday night football, and I'm going to bet the house on them because I trust them as much as you trust me, at least I hope. And so it's, it's just real simple. You trust the people who know this stuff, and they know their stuff more than anyone in the industry. So simple. Listen to the experts. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Now back to some of these guys who are protected and on the 40-man roster for the Washington Nationals. Jeremy De La Rosa. I touched on him earlier. This is someone who really broke out this season down in Fredericksburg. He was he's young. He plays center field. He hits. He hits for average. He hits for power. He can run. Again, I'm not gonna. I'm, I hate throwing around five tools for every single guy, but the potential is there for him to touch four of those five tools. Someone who's been really super productive in the minor leagues over the last year, like in 2022, I have the stats right here in Fredericksburg this season. Incredibly, incredibly impressive from what we saw in 69 games out in Fredericksburg. He batted 315 with a 394 on-base percentage, a 505 slugging percentage with a 899 OPS. He hit 10 home runs, 57 RBIs, and again, only 69 games. This is a kid who's only 20 years old. He'll be turning 21 before opening day next year. He was bumped up to Wilmington high A there. And he was fine. He didn't. He obviously didn't have the same progress as he made in in Low A Fredericksburg. But there's a lot of potential there for someone who could crack the lineup in 23. It would be late in the year, and plus we'd have to see a pretty big jump out of him. But to lose the guy that has that potential, who we saw it this year, he can hit for truly an average. He can hit for power. He's got pop. He can take walks like he took 36 walks in low a this year while only striking out 78 times well only 78 in 69 games 
that's a lot of strikeouts. I'll admit that. But again, potential, potential, potential. That's the market we're in right now. Guys who possess these talent and truly just ways that they can make a difference. It's what you'll want to see. And it's what I want to see. Seriously. Guys like him, it's a no-brainer not to let go of. Before I get into the next one, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now moving forward with the last few breakdowns here. Jose Frere. This is a name that you may not have heard of. But for minor league geeks like myself, you know about him. Because this guy shoved down in the minor leagues. And truly, I think even over Matt Cronin, another he's another lefty. He's only 22 years old. He'll be turning 23 before opening day. This is someone who I could actually see crack the opening day lineup. As he was down in double A, he was started the year in Fredericksburg, then got the call up after 13 appearance to high A Wilmington, then got the bump up to Harrisburg in double A. This is a guy who got promoted twice this season. And his stats show it. This is a potential to be someone who could dominate out of the bullpen. We saw him make leaps and bounds this season. He was striking out 11 hitters per nine innings down in Fredericksburg. Wilmington, 10 per nine. And then up in Harrisburg, he was striking out 12.9 per nine innings. The strikeout tool is there. The swing and miss tool is there. He didn't give up many home runs. He only gave up eight home runs this season in 22. And again, that was in 48 appearances, 65 innings pitched. It's not amazing, but then again, the strikeout potential is there. Strikeout, strikeout, strikeouts. That's what you want out of a reliever. And that's what I certainly look for in a reliever. So protecting someone like him and lo- potentially losing, well, you have to add him to the 40-man roster. And to make that room, you're going to have to drop Jackson Tetro. I'll take that because I think Ferrer has the higher ability moving forward. And that's what you ask the question. It's simple as that. When you drop someone like Yadiel Hernandez, Evan Lee, or Jackson Tetro, you try to pin those guys together and ask yourself, who has the higher potential moving forward? And in this case, it's Jose Ferrer. So another no-brainer decision from Mike Rizzo and the Nats. Before I get to this last one, actually, let's just go right into it. I'm tired of all this. Because I hate losing guys. I hate doing it. But we're going to end on former first-round pick Jackson Rutledge. And quite frankly, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Jackson Rutledge is someone to where who's been super disappointing. This is someone you actually heard a lot about. And if you follow stats, if you follow these MLB prospect lists, this is someone to where people were high on him. He was a first-round pick in the 2019 draft. He's 23 years old. He'll be 24 years old in about a couple months from now, most likely before opening day in spring training. In fact, he will be. April 1st is his birthday, April Fool's Day. 
We just haven't seen it from him. Let's be honest. We haven't. We haven't seen it from Jackson Rutledge, but the potential is there. He's been banged up with injuries. He's gotten a lot of bad luck down with the COVID season, missed a whole year of development there, and that does mean a lot. It's It sets you back a year. And he spent the season in low A Fredericksburg after dealing with a couple of injuries. He started 20 games this year and kind of got rocked around. He had a 4.9 ERA. Yeah, like nothing special, nothing that good. He wasn't really striking out too many hitters. But then again, a first-round talent. This is someone who's battled injuries. He's had a lot of adversity with COVID pandemic, with injuries. And you just cut your Seth Romero, who was another first-round pick. It would be kind of a bad look not to protect another first-round pick. And Mike Rizzo would have to – because someone – Someone would have taken Jackson Rutledge in the Rule 5 draft. I can tell you that right now. A former first-round pick. He's got a lot of a, lot of potential. His fastball can reach the upper 90s there when he's really mowing hitters down. We just haven't really been able to tap in that potential as much as we thought we could. And not meaning we, meaning Mike Rizzo and his development staff down in the minor leagues. So keeping someone like him was a no-brainer. The potential really isn't there in my mind just for me and using my evaluating quote-unquote skills, which sounds weird to say. But that's just where we are with him right now. He's not showing us really anything. But, hey, you got to protect him. And then again, you ask the question, does he have the potential over Evan Lee? And the answer to that question is yes. He does. Give me that any day. I need potential. I need someone who can maybe come in out of the bullpen in the future. If he's not in the starting rotation, someone who could develop down the line, someone you could even trade. The former first-round pick, there will be some intrigue in someone like Jackson Rutledge. But as of right now, he just hasn't really done it in the major leagues. Thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast and, and catch up on the biggest stories of the day in sports, plus get instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you guys for sticking with me today. I've been kind of feeling under the weather. I don't know if you can really hear it with my voice, but... I've been chugging through, battling through, and drinking my tea. So stay healthy out there. It's flu season. That sucks. I hate flu season. I just want warm weather to come back. Spring training, only a few months away. I don't know about you. I'm counting down the days. So I can't wait. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Hopefully my voice is better, and hopefully I'm just feeling better. Because right now I'm feeling a little sick, but it's fine. Because guess what? Nationals baseball is one day closer than it was yesterday. Have a good day, everyone.